My agent calls me. She says, you're Mary Delgado in the movie. Clint Eastwood loves you. And I'm like, woo! It's like one Whoa. of the most surreal moments of my life. Cut to. All right, it's Chaz Palminteri. Welcome to the Chaz Palminteri Show. It's Monday at 11 o'clock. You know what that means? A new show every week with legendary people, people, actors, comedians, dancers, singers, rappers, everybody we have here. Gangsters, we have everybody here. Old school guys, people. Uh, but don't forget, you want to come and see the one-man show. Chaz Palminteri, go to chazpalminteri.net or go to my Instagram. John, where are we going to be, John? Okay, so the next one's going to be December 1st. That's at the Ridgefield Playhouse in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Ridgefield Playhouse in Connecticut. Next one, January 5th, Naples, Florida, Artiste Naples Performing Arts Center. Okay. Next one after that is January 7th. That's at the Steinmetz uh, Hall in Orlando, Florida. Oh, Florida, yes. And then the next one, January 21st, my birthday in my hometown at... Huntington, New York, in the Paramount. Huntington. I got a big surprise about the Paramount in Huntington. We and know what that is, right, John? We know. And don't forget my restaurants. Uh, 264 Main Street and uh, 30 West 46th Street in Manhattan. So, and go to my website. Get my merchandise, too. But we got a great show today. And here she is. I mean, she does it all. Actor, singer, dancer, you know how hard it is to find somebody who does all three? It's literally impossible. I Believe me, I aud we auditioned people for uh, a Bronx Tale. In fact, we would have loved to uh, get her, but she was in Jersey Boys at the time. Actor, singer, dancer, Renee Marino. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. Author. Yes. Author. Yes. Now, I, I don't know where to start. I mean... <laughs> You you do it all. You were on Broadway with Jersey Boys, obviously, and so so many shows. And then you did the movie with Clint Eastwood. Yes, yes. Right. And that story, Chaz, was one of the greatest stories. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I, and I don't know if I even shared that with you. No, you so. haven't. Please okay, do. Okay, here we go. Okay, this go is ahead. a good one. So everyone's settling. Yeah, go ahead. I'm doing Jersey Boys on Broadway, 2013. I'm playing Mary Delgado, Frankie Valli's wife. I'm on stage singing, my boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. And I look out into the audience and who's staring back at me from 10 rows but the legend himself, Clint Eastwood. We get word that Clint is gonna be directing the film version of the Broadway musical. Right. And, and truth be told, Chaz, I'm thinking to myself, oh, they're gonna hire A-list celebrities out of Los Angeles. Marissa Tomei's gonna play my role. Right, right, right. Didn't even think twice about it. And then they started calling people in from our cast to audition. And they were looking for a Mary Delgado. So at this point, my agent and I are like, all right, well, let's try and get me right, an audition. Yeah. Why not? Weeks go by. Every girl I know on Broadway is getting an audition for Mary Delgado. But me. My agent calls me. Renee, I don't know what the problem is. The casting department said they won't see you for Mary, but they'll give you an audition for one of the smaller roles, one of the angels who sings My Boyfriend's Back. And I remember hanging up the phone and thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. Like, what are you trying to tell me, God? If I can't get an audition for something I'm currently playing, playing. at the highest level you could be playing it, then something's wrong here. Right. So I take some time. 
I feel my feelings, you know, I, I get my frustration right. out. And then I throw my hands up and I say, what am I going to do? I'm going to go in and audition for an angel. I'm in the audition room that day and the casting director and I are chatting and right. he says, Renee, would you like to sing my boyfriend's back first or read the scene? And at that moment, Chaz, I heard this quiet little voice within me say, you have to do this. It feels too right. And I looked at the casting director in the eyes and I said, you know, Jeff, I was really hoping to come in and read for the role of Mary Delgado. And he looks at me and he goes, I was just thinking the same thing. And I'm like, amazing, great. So I do the audition that day, leave there feeling so happy that I got the chance. Mm. Two weeks go by. My agent calls me. She says, you're Mary Delgado in the movie. Clint Eastwood loves you. And I'm like, Woo! it was like one wow. of the most surreal moments of my life. Cut to first day of filming. Now, I need to tell you, this is a person never been on a film set or TV set before. This is your first movie? First movie, Chaz. Never did anything but Broadway. Oh, you know, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. was a part of five different Broadway shows, yeah. national tours, but no Film or TV, and we know that's so different. Right. Again, I hear the quiet little voice say, Renee, you know what you're doing. Clint Eastwood hired you. Trust in your talent and leap. And I walk through the doors of that that first day of filming, and his whole team, they're beautiful yeah, spirits, heard, ju just, yes. just like he is. Right. And they're like, Renee, welcome. And then who walks up to me but, but Clint himself, and he goes, you know, I went around to all the different casts, but nobody was in your class. And then you came in and put yourself on tape and it was the icing on the cake. And I'm like holding back tears. I'm like, I just got my makeup done. Don't ruin wow. it. So that first day and every day that followed, I would sit and eat lunch with Clint Eastwood and pick his brain like a sponge. Clint, what does that camera shot mean? Clint, when did you start acting? Clint, where are you from? Wow. Blah, 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 blah. Because you know, I... I wanted to absorb of this. Of course. This, I mean, I'm this in the moment. presence of this moment. I'm right. in the presence of greatness and I'm like a sponge. I'm a student. Yes, you are. Right? So I'm like, I want to learn everything I can, journaled every day about it. A month into the film, I'm eating lunch once again because eating's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and it's Clint, one of the producers of the film, and myself. And they start talking about how Clint knew he wanted me for the role when he saw me on Broadway. I put my fork down and I go, do you guys want to hear a funny story? I never got an audition for Mary Delgado. The only reason I got to read the scene is because I opened up my big mouth in the room and asked. And the two of them look at each other. They go, wait, wait, what do you mean? We requested you. We said, we want the girl from the Broadway show to come into this audition. And I found out that day that there was a middle person, casting associate, juggling a few films at once, and just dropped the ball wow. on having me come into audition. That's something we're going to talk about, yeah. And I, I just love this story so much because now I help other people to communicate right. and connect effectively in their lives. And when you think of my story, if I didn't have the confidence and the mm. ability to speak up in the room that day, I could have been sitting in the movie theater watching Jersey Boys instead of on the screen right. in Jersey Boys, never knowing Clint Eastwood was waiting for me to walk through that door. Yes, but here's the real key about this whole thing. Most people, here's how they blow it. See, I would have been what you did. Mm -hmm. I would have got mad first, but then I would have said, okay, all right, Charles, just think about this. People who, and you talk about, obviously you're a great, 
You wrote a book about communicating and what that means like. Yes. It would very be easy for you. And a lot of people would have did it and you would and they would have said, bullshit. What? One of the angels? I'm not going. Fuck them. Yep. No, I'm not going. And you would have just sat back and said no. But what you did, you got upset. But then you said, go in. Show up. Show up. Show just up. Just go. Yes. And you went and you opened your mouth in a nice way. You said, look, I really thought I should be doing this. And the forces were with you. And they said yes. And they pushed you right in. Very easy for you to just get mad and not go. Oh. I've seen that. Ego has destroyed. Mm, yes. Ego, Ego has destroyed more yes. careers than anything else. Yes. Than anything else. Yes. So if you didn't do that, Renee. Just think, Chaz, if I did that. It was that close. Yes. It was a decision. Yes, yes. No. In the movie. Out of the movie. That's it. And how often in our lives yeah. do we miss out on opportunities because of a fear of speaking up? And I say this all the time to my clients and when I speak on stages all over the world. Yeah. Speaking up is your superpower. And right. too often people mistake speaking up for being confrontational. No. Oh, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want And and my whole thing is for me if I know that something is in arm's length and I could have had that if I just spoke up, that's the worst feeling of wanting to kick myself right. because I didn't do it. Right. But in that situation, I said, you're right. you're right. I said, I'm not going to let my ego get in the way. I'm still going to go in and audition for an angel because you never know. You never when know. we show up, as you say, we never know what is on the other side of that door. Opportunities are all around us. But when we lead from ego, when we're afraid to speak up, what happens? They pass us by. They pass by. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Because it's like the first thing is always show up. Yes. And the second thing is just be nice. Mm, be kind. Be kind. It's free, people. Yeah. It's free. See, people think speaking up is like being difficult. No, it's not. They're speaking up and then there's being difficult. Mm -hmm. Two different things. Yes. Communication does not mean confrontation. Right? That's right. People think speaking up is confrontational. No, no, no. Speaking up is your superpower. And if you understand that communication does not mean confrontation, right. then it gives you that permission, that that wherewithal to say, all right, I'm going to ask for what I want. And even if the answer is no, I can always say, I tried. Even if, Chaz, when I went into that audition room and he said, sorry, Renee, you can't read. I would have been disappointed, but when I walked out of the room that day, I still could have said, you know what, Renee? Good job. You did everything you could. You tried. You tried. You asked. Right. Yes. You tried. Yeah. Now, tell, tell my audience, obviously this is your first time on the show. Yeah. You, you have a, you, besides being a, obviously a, a triple threat, you, you do a communication course, yes. right? Is that correct? Yes. So in 2019... I was doing my most recent Broadway show, Pretty Woman the Musical. Yes. Yeah. And at that time, I had this idea to write a book. I've always been a writer. I started writing some some um, TV shows when I was in LA. I wrote my one woman show right. called I Am Me Because of Three. So writing's always been one of one of my loves. And I saw this need for for help when it came to communication in this world of digital technology. And I'll tell you what happened. I was sitting at a restaurant with a friend. We're catching up like you and I. We're like chatting it right, up, right. eating. And next to us, it's a family of five. Mom and dad, a teenage son, and two young kids around the age of six. And the entire meal, no one spoke. No one connected. 
because they all had their heads down in a digital device, the parents and the teenager on their cell phone and the kids on video games. Right. And my heart broke because I grew up in an Italian-American family. You could find us always around the kitchen table, right. eating, laughing, sometimes arguing, right. but nonetheless communicating and connecting. Right. And I said, boom. I need to write a book about this. So I started writing a book as I was doing the Broadway show. I'd come off stage, dancing, sweating, and the amazing crew guys would let me use their office. Right. I'd write. And once that show was over, I said, you know what? I'm ready to activate and use my other gifts of writing, of speaking, maybe coaching. And I decided to take a, a course to become a coach and help people with communication and connection. And then the world shut down a month later. So it was like divine wow. timing. Yes. Talk about pivoting, right? right? Being being able to adapt. Right. And the first thing I started doing was helping business owners, entrepreneurs to be able to get on camera right. and be themselves with confidence because everyone was virtual. And at the same time, I was finishing my book. I got my first publishing deal to get my book published. And I started my own my own company to help people get better at connecting in a real and authentic way. Wow. Yeah. And I have a line that I use, and it's, it just sums it up right here. And I always say, your net worth is your network. Mm, really. Yes. That's yes. the deal. Is, High five. <laughs> yes. That, and I always said, people go, well, yeah. I don't like going out. I go, really? Oh, you don't like going out? You don't like going to parties? You don't like doing things? You know what? I said, you think people are going to knock on your door and say, hey, I got this opportunity for you? No. Sometimes you got to go out. Maybe a lot of the times it's going to be not good. Yeah. But you have to go. Mm, show up. Show up. That's it. Show up. That's, that's, that's so much of what I teach. I teach, it's called the connect method, right? How to right. create genuine connections. Communication is so broad, right? I mean, right. there's so many parts of communication, but what I focus on is that communication of creating real, genuine connections because those connections are what lead to opportunity and right. growing a network that builds you up, that you guys can mastermind together right. and say, you know what, Chaz, I got a great idea. Chaz, maybe we could talk together on the podcast, exactly. right? I reached out to you, you reached yeah, out to yeah, me. Right. And you never know what's possible when you put yourself out there, when you show up, but if you don't know how to connect right. you could be the most beautiful the most talented the smartest guess what it won't matter because it comes down to that human connection exactly now we met we met when you guys were doing the workshop for uh, superfly Super right and we talked you know we, yeah. i said hey how are you and blah 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 we talked and then all of a sudden we that was a friendship yes so that's like a seed that you just planted yeah maybe that seed grows Maybe it doesn't grow. We'll see if what happens. Friendships form. Then we got to know each other over the years. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Yes, we met. You know, and then, and I kept saying, "Listen, I got to have you on my podcast." You know, first I did your podcast. Yes, right. And I said, "I got to have her on the podcast." But you being smart, saying, "Look, I know he's busy. I'm doing movies and other things." So. How did, how did this whole thing come about? Is I said, oh, I got to get Renee. But there's a lot of people that I meet and I go, I got to get you on a podcast. But what do you do is you put yourself on video and you send it to me. Yes. Chaz, <laughs> when am I going to do your podcast? <laughs> and I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, shit, Renee, yes. <laughs> and I call you. I go, hey, man, yes, you got to come on. Yeah. 
And the first time I asked you, you were in Italy and you couldn't make yes. it. Yes. I said, well, the next time I shoot, you got to come on. But you got to take the step. Yes. Yes. And remember, we it's so hard for us to to remember this. And I, I, I get it because I fall into this. Right. We are not the center of everyone's universe. No. We all got stuff going on. Right, you know exactly. I mean? Look at the world, life, all the things that happen. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there. And like you said, I put myself on video. I said, hey, Chaz, it's me. How are you? Right. And boom, you remembered. Oh, my goodness. I wanted Renee on the podcast right. because I understand Chaz is busy. He got a lot going on. Right. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to take that step forward. And it's so easy for us to stay inside our own brains. And I call it like the three-act play. Right. We go through the mental ruminations. Well, I don't want to reach out to Chaz Palminteri. Oh, my God. He's so famous. He, What if he doesn't want me on his podcast anymore? And maybe he just said that. And then we go into this mental rumination. Exactly. And before we know it, we hold ourselves back. We don't call. Yes, we don't call. Right. Yep. You but not me. I was like, not you. Not me. <laughs> Not her, <laughs> not you, no, you, but that's the way you have to be. Yeah. It's not, you know, people go, oh, gee, that's very forward. No, it's not. If you come out, if you come off in a very kind, nice way, and then if the other person takes that as, you know, this, this person's break, then you know what? I don't want to be on your show. That's it. Then they're not for you. Then they're not for you. Yeah, it's it's all about the intention, right? Mm. The intention behind it. You know that it's nothing but love. You know that I love you to death. I'm just like, no, I need to hang out with you right, on this yes. podcast. So when you're coming at that conversation or at that video that you're sending to someone right. from a whole and honest and kind place, right. only positive results come from that. And like you said, even if you said, sorry, Renee, it's not going to work out. Okay, but you know what? I tried. I right. reached back out. And I think in today's day and age of digital technology, right. that's such a gift, right? It's a gift. Yes. But if we don't learn how to consciously connect, this is where we, we fall into dangerous patterns because we have so many different mediums to communicate. Texting, emailing, WhatsApping, this, that. And they're all wonderful, but we can't forget that they were created for convenience right? right and we never want to choose convenience over true connection and that's that's who i am like i sent the video because i want you to feel my energy be able to see my facial expressions yes. know that like chaz it's me because just words don't always do Not, that if i sent right. you just an email hey chaz it's renee marino right. you wouldn't get that same energy that i wouldn't get the, the feel I, it, it's like when if the other person legitimately is, is happy to see you i go oh shit yes that's renee yes and i go oh man yeah i gotta get her on the podcast I, yes. you know i gotta get her i said yeah, absolutely so then i said all right i'm making a mental note now i yep. wrote it down right on my desk and i said gotta get her on the podcast yeah and but here that, we are but that's you know, there's this book. I forgot the name of the book. That got all these CEOs, and they asked them, "What is the number one thing you think that's successful that made you a CEO?" Mm -hmm. And you would think they would say perseverance, grit, determination. No, the number one thing they said, Renee, was adaptability. Mm. How you can pivot and adapt to every situation. That's what makes successful people. Oh, is yeah. that something? Look, the hair on my arm is stand, standing up because that's so—it's so, it's so <laughs> true. It's right? So true. Yes, it's so true. I look at you. We were talking before this. I mean, look at how you adapted. I remember at the start of the pandemic right. when you said nothing's going on, everything stopped. As performers, it was like Stop. that's it, done. And here you are. You're like, you know what? 
I want to do a podcast. Yeah. Why not? I could still connect with my guests. Yeah. I could still tell stories. Yeah. You could still use those beautiful gifts that you have, yes. but now you're going to transfer them to a podcast. And like myself, mm. I said, you know what? At first, when I started my business, I didn't think I was going to help people to get on camera and be able to communicate. Right, but right. guess what, Chaz? I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's virtual. No one knows how to do it effectively. Right. And I said, you know what, Renee? You need to create a course called Connecting on Camera. And now I'm helping all these business owners, entrepreneurs to feel confident getting on video because they right. were like, oh, what's the camera? Right? right. Yes. So it's adaptability. I'm, I'm not surprised that that was the number one it was the number for one success. number. They gave, they said that was the number one thing they that you have to be to be a CEO adaptability. Mm. And when I heard that, I was like, "Now you were born in Jersey, right? Yes. Where in Jersey? Linden. Good old so, Linden. I mean, you're a Jersey County. girl. I'm a Jersey girl, true and true. Wait a minute. Let me let me let me go back with this. <laughs> now. Hold on one second. Jersey girl, born in Jersey. Yep. On the highest level, doing Jersey Boys on Broadway. Playing Mary Delgado. Yep. Couldn't get an audition. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what is wrong with this world? It, there you go. You couldn't get any more perfect. No. Like that, that, and that's the comical part about it is it's like even that's a joke. when you think of the breakdown. So you know the breakdown where they describe what right. kind of car person for this character. I go, it's me. They're like feisty, sassy, first yeah. wife of Frankie Valley, petite. This, I'm like. And I still can't get an audition. What's going on? What is going on what? here? You want to hear something else funny? The following year, this is even better. Now I'm in LA. The movie comes out. I just did my first guest star role on a, on a new uh, Fox show. Right. A breakdown comes out, Chaz. I forget for what um, yes. show. They included me, yes. Renee Marino, as the type of girl they're looking for. So they were like, like blah, blah, blah. Renee Marino. But, and I... Wait, ready? And I couldn't get an audition. Couldn't get an audition. <laughs> I'll even do I'll do one better. That's insane. That's crazy. This is how crazy this business is. Yep. I'm at Paramount. I had a meeting with, with an executive there about a, about a script I wrote. And I see this these guys lined up. And the guy walks over and he goes, hey. hey uh, he goes, Mr. Palmetteri, I want to show you something. I said, what is it? He shows me this thing. He says, look, they're looking for a young Chaz Palmetteri. <laughs> And I'm in the, I'm right there. And I see all these young guys, my, you know, like young, yes, young, like me. If when I was like in my twenties, I'm looking at them. I said, "Holy shit!" Look. <laughs> so I said, and they all, they're all looking at me. All these guys. Oh my god, Shazmatov! I walk into the. I said, "I'm going. I'm going to walk in." I walk into it, and, and it just so happens that the casting director was by the desk talking to the assistant. And I walk in. I go, "Hey, how you doing?" I said, "Can I get a read?" <laughs> and they look at me and they go. They couldn't talk right away. They said, holy shit. I said, yeah, it says you're looking for a young Chaz Palmetteri. And they just said, a young Chaz <laughs> And I said, I know, it's okay. I said, I just want to say hi, and I walk out the door. But it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And that's why it's, it's, so, it's so crucial that you are grounded in who you are. Because yes. like me, like you, yes. it is so easy to get befuddled, right? Get yes. thrown off your center because you're like, Oh my goodness, they they don't want me for this role. They included my name, but they don't want me. It's so easy yeah. if you're not grounded in who you are to say, 
I got to be more this then. I got to try that. And you step outside yourself and you look on social media and you see the girls or the boys that you're comparing yourself to and you think you have to do it that way. No, it's about being so grounded and owning who you are and having that confidence to say, you know what? Maybe this isn't my time, but I'm Mm. still going to keep showing up. I'm going to ask for what I want Mm. in a way that's kind and with grace and love. And that's all I can continue to do. But I can't think that I'm going to change myself. I mean, as a female in the business, oh my goodness, you know how many, you know how many rejections I had thousands upon thousands. Renee, you look too Italian. Renee, you're too short. Renee, you're too, you look too ethnic, not ethnic enough. We don't know. I mean, please, the the list goes on, right? But this is for people don't realize it's for everyone. Everyone, everyone. You're black. Oh, you're not black enough. Yes. Oh, you're too black. Oh yeah. I I got friends who, who, who who are black and they tell me, they're not black enough. They're too black. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It's like crazy. It's crazy. And it's so easy because it feels so personal, right? This isn't, we're not uh, accountants and our computer is our tool. Our body, this, our vessel is our tool. And it can feel so personal when you're not grounded, when you don't take that time to right. connect with yourself to say, all right, Renee, but what do you bring to the table? All right, Renee, you're a dancer. And even though they are calling in all girls five, nine and above, even though you're just five, two, you could still go to that and you're going to rock it. Like you have to have that connection with yourself to be able to persevere, to become adaptable, to then have those things in your life that you want because otherwise it's so easy to get knocked down. So easy. And sooner or later, okay, you say you're 5'2". Okay. So, but the girls 5'8", 5'9", they wanted that part, but they couldn't do it. Yep. So sometimes you just have to wait for your moment. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's the right it's the right part at the right time with the right amount of talent. Uh, a million percent. And that's how you get the yes. part. Yes, and I really believe, and you and I have talked about this before, what's meant for you will not miss you. Yeah. I believe that with all my heart. Yes. What's meant for you will not miss you. Your job is just to keep showing up, put in the work, do your best, create a strong network. Those are the the variables that you have control over. Everything else, like I'm 5'2", that's never changing people, right? This is the way I look, I'm not changing it. This, Those variables, you just gotta let go. But what you can focus on are the things that you can grow in, become better at. And then like you said, just keep being you and showing up. And when that opportunity is meant for you, it's yours. Now, did you always want to be uh, an actor, a dancer? Always. From always. five years old, Chaz. Yeah. I was the I was the tap and jazz girl. You know, I didn't like ballet because I wanted to like, yeah, you know, right. be, be, be crazy. Um, so I always started out dancing. So you and started out as a dancer Dancer, first. five first. years old. And then I'll never forget my best friend. Her name was Betsy Kennedy. Right. When I was a little girl, she was doing community theater. I didn't even know what that was. Right. So I did it because she did it. Right. And the first show I ever did was George M. And I had a vocal solo. Yeah. Down by the eerie, there waits yeah. my pal. And I do this vocal solo and I was hooked. Like I was on stage in this musical and I had a gift for singing. And then I started taking private voice lessons. And then from there, it was just, okay, I want to be on Broadway. And that was my dream. And you got to remember, you you get it from where we come from. No one knew anything. Broadway. Broadway. My, my father 
worked in a factory. My mother worked right. in a nursing home. My family thought I was nuts. nuts. It was like the equivalent of saying, okay, I'm going to be a quarterback in the NFL. Exactly. Like, that's what it is. Exactly. So I knew nobody in the business. I mean, it Same was... with me. Right? It's just... So you, so you went to high school. You were still... To- Dancing and oh, singing. Oh, yeah. And I did all the, the musicals in high school. Yes. I, I starred in all the musicals. Probably got all the leads. Yes, yes, yes. I did. And 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 I just, I always worked, though. You know, I, I was always a lover of hard work. I mean, from school, straight A's. I was president of National Honor Society, class president. But I was was so dedicated to my craft dance class every day voice lessons after school i'll never forget right. my mother bringing me from school to dance and lessons you wanted and to eat. go i want oh you wanted to oh go. yeah my parents were the opposite of stage parents my mother was the one in the audience when people would be like your daughter's great she'd be like shy no, you know like no. they didn't push me it was always me saying this is what i want to do and and yeah it just it now, was after high school dream. what would you do i majored in musical theater at Wagner College, Wagner, Staten okay. Island, New York. Wow. Amazing, amazing program. And I'll never forget when it was time for me to decide what I wanted to major in. And I said musical theater, everyone, even my mentors, my dance mentors, they all said, Renee, it's such an unstable career. You need something to fall back oh, on. Oh, I hate that oh, shit. I hate that. And I go like this. I hate that. Nope, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I went to Wagner. And the day after my college graduation, I was on a plane to Biloxi, Mississippi to have my first professional job as the lead singer in a casino show in Biloxi, Mississippi. You, you auditioned and got the part. I auditioned my last semester. I'll never forget. And and I, I booked it as the, this lead singer. And here I am on my way to Biloxi, Mississippi. No idea where that was. And and I get to Casino Magic. Right. Heat Wave was the show. And I was 21 years old. And I was the lead singer and dancer in this casino show. And Chaz, I thought I made it. Like, to me, I was like, I made it. You're getting paid. Um, to do what I love. To do what you love. <laughs> Oh, right. It's the best. And I'll never forget walking out on my little balcony, calling my mom up for the first time. It was my first paycheck. Like the first time I got paid to do what I love. Right out of school. It was was such a blessing. But I said, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do my hobby. And that's what I said. I I couldn't believe it. I go, I'm getting paid. I'll do this for free. I've done this for free my whole life and I'll keep doing it. It was, it was a magical moment. Now, when did you, okay, obviously you thought this is it, but when do you think was your first, this, you know, there's a lot of defining moments in your yeah. life. So that was, that was probably one when you got that job because they, wait a minute, I'm good enough to do this. Yeah. But when was like your first break, you think? Okay. So I do <clears throat> the, the casino show. I, I go back home and my daytime job, as I was auditioning, I was a substitute teacher at my old high school. Get that. So here I am. I'm only what now? Probably 23. And I'm now at my high school that I graduated from not too long ago. And I'm a substitute teacher. And I loved it um, while I would be auditioning. So then I booked the 25th anniversary tour of Cats where I was a swing. And for those of you who don't know what a swing is, I covered several roles. I mean, you got to be a great dancer. Yeah. To be a Cats, you got to be a great dancer. It was no joke, Chad. Still to this day, the hardest show I've ever done. I mean, that's that's rough. Yeah, Yeah. it was no joke. So a year on the road, I'm talking all over North America, being a cat, which sounds hilarious, but is so hard. I mean, just the activity of being a cat, fur, head to toe, dancing, singing, it was intense. So that was your first... That was like my first... 
big, yeah, like in national theater. tour. Yes, national Wasn't tour. Wasn't the Broadway yet? No, not yet. National okay. tour. So now I finish that after a year. I feel like I can do anything because I've covered six different cats. I'm like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. All right, I'm I'm ready for for the next thing. Right. And I wanted to get my equity card. I wanted to become a part of the union. Yes. So in order to do that back then, I had to turn down a lot of jobs that were non-equity. Right. That, that were not that you didn't have to be a part of the union. So then the the job came. This was back in oh let's see 2005 when Disney's High School Musical the movie remember it was like a huge craze back yes, in the day. Yes. Zac Efron was Zac Efron. Yes, right, yes, yes. Right, right, right. So they were doing the first stage performance of it and it was an equity job. So I auditioned and I'll never forget mm. being at Chelsea Studios I get the call from my agent. You're cast in Disney's High School Musical at Atlanta Theater of the Stars. And Chaz, I'm hysterically crying. I'm like, I'm getting my equity card <laughs> and I'm running up and down the hallway. You'd think I like made No, that's made a it. big deal. It's huge. That's it's huge. huge. So I'm crying. I call my grandmother who lived with us growing up. Right. My grandmother, my mom, my dad, my brother. And I'm like, Graham, I'm I'm equity. She didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Frances, I called her Franny Pan. She goes, I'm so proud of you. No clue. She couldn't like, wait to put it on the resume. Yes. Equity. Equity member. Equity, yeah. equity member, yes. right? I know. And then from there, I did the then first tour of Disney's High School Musical, which by the way, we were like rock stars because the movie just came out. So when I tell you at the end of the show, I couldn't hear the orchestra because the crowd were on their feet at the edge of the stage cheering for us. Wow. Like I felt like a rock star. And you're still not on Broadway yet. Nope, not okay. on Broadway. So then I do that tour for about nine months. Wow. Here comes my gut instincts again, right? Your most powerful compass, everyone. What your gut intuition is telling you. I was on that tour for about nine months, making the most money I ever had. Money was never even an object in my mind for mm. me. It was always, what's my dream? What's my next step that right, I want right, to take? Right, right. But I was, in fact, making Broadway salary plus per diem. But Renee, you didn't reach your Broadway dream yet. That's my goal, right? Be on Broadway. You haven't been on Broadway in New York City yet. So I leave that tour and I'll never forget every one of my friends being like, are you crazy? you will never get a job like this again. Like you're getting paid more than if you are on Broadway because of the per diem. Right. It didn't matter. I said, doesn't matter. I'm not doing it for money. So I go you back. left just for... I left. I, I left because of my heart telling me, you got to get back to New York City and start auditioning again. I get back. A month later, I end up booking Jersey Boys as the universal swing. So that means that I covered three different companies of the show, every female in three different companies of the show. Jesus, man. So they would say, Renee, you need to be in Vegas today. I'd get my index cards out for the Vegas company, fly to Vegas, cover a role, come back. So this is what I was doing for six months. But they said to me when I auditioned, they said, Renee, eventually we want you as a Mary but there's not a Mary Delgado that's open yet. So would you consider taking the universal swing? I said, you better believe I will. As Mary. Uh, no, as covering all I the cover females. All. I had to cover everyone. And you said, okay. I, I said, yes, right? Showed up. I Show said, yes. Up. So I did that for six months. Then Mary opened up on the first national tour. Did that tour for a year. Once again, little voice, Renee, my gut. Renee, you haven't made your Broadway debut yet. So I left that tour. Now, for those of you who maybe don't 
understand the impact of this. Jersey Boys at that time, it was on Broadway. It was like one of the biggest shows. And I was on the national tour. That was huge. Huge. But still, I was like, I didn't reach my dream, right? I had to listen to my gut. So I left that tour. Man, you got you got some, <laughs> as they say in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. You got some pair. Let yeah, me tell yeah. you something. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm telling you, it's it's... It was always something within me that I knew to follow my gut, and that's now what I teach, right? Step one, right. communication with self. So I leave there, and as I was on the tour, at one point I had gone back to the city to audition for West Side Story, which was the Broadway revival was right. playing, yes. and I made it to the end, but I didn't book it, but I was like down to the last three girls. I get back to the city. I go to an audition for arena stage out in dc for um oklahoma okay happens to be the same casting director from from west side story i audition that day i keep getting called back finally he calls paul paul hart he calls me to his office he goes renee now this is at the callback for oklahoma totally different show renee do you sing soprano and i'm like yeah and he's like cool can you be um at the at the West Side Story Theater tonight to watch the show. Um, we need a cover for one of the girls. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, come again? He's like, you're going to be in West Side Story on Broadway. And I go, I'm sorry. I think I might have just peed my pants. I'm so, yeah. wait, I'm sorry, come again? So again, how, how, preparation, how preparation meets opportunity. They say that's what luck is. Yes. Right? I'm showing up at an audition for a regional theater, not even Broadway. If I had ego, I'd be like, I'm not doing that, but I don't have ego. I just showed up. And as a result, the same casting director who saw me audition for West Side Story says, Renee would be a great cover for this. That night I was at the West Side Story Theater. Three days later, I had my Broadway debut, West Side Story, The Revival. Wow. So you were like, when you got on that stage, that's it. Chaz? I had my Broadway debut before I was ever supposed to. I was supposed to have it like weeks from when I had it, but there was an emergency. I was rehearsed and I was ready but to go. But you were ready. So you I were was ready. ready. I was ready. Mind, body, spirit right, ready. You were ready. And I'll never forget taking my bow that day at the Palace Theater. I, I can get like teary thinking of it. And I just hear my dad's voice, who my dad best best man I, I've ever known besides my husband. Yes. And him just always saying to me, he, his nickname for me was Little Shit. Little Shit, you always stay true to yourself. Little Shit, it's going to happen. You just wow. keep being yourself. Stay true to who you are. Stay true to who you are. And I took that bow and I'm like, I did it. Like, this is my Broadway debut. This is what I've been waiting yeah. for. And, and that's how it all began. And I can see you getting very emotional yeah. and that's beautiful. But... The amazing thing about, and people don't realize this, nobody out there realizes this, it, to be on Broadway, and I know we make a big deal out of it, mm -hmm. but to me, it's still a big deal to me. Oh. And, and, I, and, and I did 70 movies, but it's something about, I'm a Broadway actor, I've been on Broadway I don't know. I can't explain it. You, you know, I know. I, I, to, as you just said it, I felt it. There's yeah. something magical, magical in the fact that yeah, it is what it is. You show up. If you mess up, the show must go on. You fall, right. you get back up. Right. You, your voice cracks, keep going. 
that is, that takes next level commitment. That takes next level skill. And I don't know about you, but I, I've heard several stories about film actors who are like, I want to go to Broadway now. And they think no, it's this glamorous, you know, the, oh, catering. No, you go to 42nd Street, you get yourself a bagel. There's no catering. No, 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 There's no. no repeats. There's no I, takes. I won't even mention, mention the names of my friends who are huge stars. And they go, Chaz. No, no. <laughs> no, I can't work that hard, and I just can't do that. I can't memorize all those lines. Yep. I can't. I can't do it. Yep. They just say I can't do it, and they tell me I can't do it. Yes. I don't know how you do it. I can't do it. Yes. But to me, I love movies. I love television. But this is the aerobics of exercise. Oh, yes. I mean, you're out there. This is it. This is pressure to the highest. highest. I mean, movies, you, you screw up, you go, everybody laughs, ah. Yeah. And you do it again. Oh, let's do another take. This, I mean, don't get me wrong, making movies is another skill. Yes. But this, see, here's the difference, Renee. If you could do Broadway, usually you could do film. Yes, for sure. But if you could do film, not necessarily you could do stage. Perfect explanation of it. To Absolutely. Totally totally different totally different two different mediums. i've seen great actors in film can't do stage oh yeah they cannot transfer from the they just can't, they they don't know how to do it yes but and but if you do stage you could do film 100%. usually i remember when i was going out to california to do the film remember right. first film like never did anything with clint eastwood with clint eastwood and i'm starting at the top okay right and I remember my friends being like, well, Renee, just remember the acting's different. Like, you know, you're not trying to project. And I was like, okay, okay, great. I'll never forget the first day on set. It's the first time Frankie and Mary meet. I'm leaning up against the bar, right? right. It's my first time on set. And the camera comes up. I get chills thinking about it. And I just remember it was like all of a sudden I just locked into my power. And I knew. I'm like, the camera's just right there. I don't need to project. It was this you don't natural. Need to do anything. It was a natural. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, fle like flexibility to know. Oh, this is so different now. This is intimate, and it felt very natural to me. But the but the opposite's not true. No. When you're a film actor and now you're going to Broadway, it's so different, and you have to be right. It's a culture shock. I think the whole essence of it is a culture shock because so many people who hear about Broadway, they're like, oh, it's so glamorous, and then I've taken them backstage, and they're like. Wait, th this is where you get ready? And yeah. it's in a dressing room with, you know, eight girls in, in a five yeah. by seven. You're like, oh, yeah, th this is it. <laughs> it's this totally is it. different. It's totally different. And I just think it's, you know, we are so blessed and so lucky that we can say that we've done both. I think both. that that's very rare. And I, right. I, it's not lost on me ever. Like, I'm so, I'm so grateful to be able to transfer those gifts and even now being on you know being a speaker like i was just in italy speaking i realized that all of that work ethic all that i've learned being mm. a professional actor singer dancer man oh those talents and skills that i developed mm. they they help me in my success in every area of my life from my personal relationships being a speaker even memorizing i, I had someone come up to me after a, a talk that i did and in this talk i don't use slides like no, it's right, an right. hour me up on that stage and they're just like 
I've seen you speak twice now. And I just, I don't understand. Like you, you memorized all that. But again, for me, I'm like, well, memorization is second nature because that's what we have to do as that's actors. You do, memorize, right. you, you memorize, memorize, right? Right. But sometimes we take that for granted because that's part of our skill set. But that's something that's such a gift that we have to, to lean into and say, you know what? Okay. That's really good. That, that, that's something amazing that you can use to bring into the world. Yeah, I got to tell you, and I t and I said this at the beginning of the of the show is that when we were we were auditioning people for Bronx Tale the musical, mm -hmm. and I you know I was I never wanted to, I didn't want to play Sonny. I wanted some young guy to do the eight shows a week. Well, yeah. I can go do my one show every yes. two months. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I just I wanted someone else to play it. I thought it was time. You know, I said mm -hmm. no, and then we found Nick Cordero who got yeah. nominated for a Tony for. Bullets over Broadway, and he was perfect. But I say this because we knew he was doing that. Then we were looking for Lorenzo. And so a guy would come in, and he'd be, what a singer. And I'd be like, holy shit. Because mm. first we would have them sing. And I'd be like, oh, man, what a voice. You know, these Broadway guys, they can oh. sing. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. I said, Jesus, I hope he can act. I hope he can act. And then he acts, and I go, huh, no. No. And then you get a guy who's really a good actor, like re but he can't sing. Mm -hmm. And then you get a guy who they can't dance. And so to get somebody who could sing, who could dance, who could act like you is impossible. Thank no, you. no, seriously, Thank you don't you. realize it. That means a lot. Because I was there in the auditions. And they would talk. Jerry Zachs and Bob, who were directing it, would speak to Sergio. Yeah. You know, and Sergio would say, uh, they would say, well, acting-wise, he's a, you know, they would go by five was the best. They would say, well, he's a four, four and a half. How about dance-wise? And Sergio would go, ah, two. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So then we go, this one's a five, that one's a three. This one's a So sometimes, if, again, who, not everybody can do all three. Yeah. But... When they're looking for that, if you could do, maybe you don't, maybe you're a four singer and the other guy's a five, but you're a almost a four dancer yeah. and the other guy is a two dancer. Yeah. You get the part. Yes. You know, it's the right amount of talent at the right time for the right part. Yes. You and know, I want to throw in there too that I believe, I, I've said this a lot, as a performer, I'll never say I was the best singer, I was the best dancer, I was the best actor. No. But what I do believe that I brought to the table is my ability to connect. Connect. Connect right. with my fellow actors. Connect with my director. Mm. Connect with my choreographer. Not for the sake of saying, what can I get from Chaz? Like, what can I get from right. him? No. No. To say, no, I got you. I know you're nervous just like I'm nervous right now. We're right. both in this audition together. All right, here we go. Right. 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 Having that connection with people, I believe that's what I attest much of my success to because I had directors say to me, Renee, I just love having you in the room. I just, I love your energy, there you go. right? It's, yeah. they're not like you're the best singer, you're the best dancer, but I'm just a real person and, and yes. I connect on a real level. And I think we can't forget that. Some people forget that. Yes, but, mm -hmm. but, and you're being very humble, you're really good. Thank you're you. a really good Thank singer you and you're so a good much. dancer and you're really good. At, I mean, you're great at all three. Now, when you have that wit, I want this person in my show, that's unstoppable. Yeah. 
That's unstuck. And I tell these people, they say, is there anything you could tell us, Chaz? And I say, well, be really good at what you do and mm. be well-liked. I said, nobody could stop you then. Yeah. Because I've seen people that are really good mm. that I wanted to put in some of my films. But you know what? I can't handle that energy. Mm. They're so negative oh. and so down. They're so brilliant. But you know what? I go, it's not worth it. Yeah. Life's too short. Oh, too I short. can't do it. I'd rather get somebody who's really good. Mm-hmm. And who I love seeing. Yes. Because you know this business, it's very hard. Oh. I don't want to deal with this bullshit every day. It's so hard. It's yes. so hard. And and like you said, we're in the room together. It's hard enough doing what we're trying to right. do. Build this storyline, right? With with we've a worry about a budget and a this and a right. that. The last thing we need is any negativity or ego. Let's right. work together. Let's grow together. Right. You and I talked when you when you came on on my podcast and, and I interviewed you, you talked about how if you are the person who's smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. I'm in the wrong room. Right? I've and always if, said that. Oh, always. And the best leaders are the ones, not who always have the best idea, but recognize the best idea. Ah. So if someone around you, uh. if, say you're my director and I'm, I'm, I'm your lead actress and we're talking about a scene and then I go, well, you know, Chaz, what if what if we tried it this way? I just feel like speaking out to the audience in this way would really allow me to connect better. And you go, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's how. That's what makes magic. The ego's gone. Totally. You're not. You're not. You know, yes. putting the gauntlet down and saying I'm the director. No, yes. we're working together. And that's I, what makes magic. And I learned that. I, I always say. I always give Robert De Niro the credit for that because he's the one who said to me. It takes just as much talent to recognize a great idea yes. as it is to come up with it yourself. Yes. But most people, when they hear a great idea, they go, uh, no, 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 I want to do it my way. Because mm. they don't know who they are. That's it. They don't know who they That's are. That's it. But when you know who you are and you got confidence, I go, shit, that was a great idea. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me. I, yes. I mean, I, I don't understand how they, how they do that. Mm -hmm. Now... If someone wants to get in touch with you or your, uh, you know, they want to take your course or you yes. read your book, how do they go about doing that? You can go to my website, ReneeMarino.com. Everything is there. You can order a copy of my book called Becoming a Master Communicator. Right. Mr. Chaz, he endorsed the book. Yes, great so book. So grateful. Great book. Yeah. Great book. And uh, I'd love to connect. Please reach out, send me a message through there because I love to connect with, with listeners or people right. who've watched something that, that I've been on video for come on and say hello right i mean she's done it all folks singer <laughs> dancer act how long were you on broadway doing jersey boys oh for well it was much more short-lived than i thought because right. i got the film so i was oh, only that's right. i was only on broadway on broadway proper for right. about six months because then i flew out to la to do the film so that was really exciting it was amazing and I, can i tell you one quick go story ahead. that's, no, no, that's go right incredible ahead. yes because i feel like this 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 just ties in so beautifully to what we're talking about. When I was filming the movie and Mr. Clint Eastwood, I mean, he's just, oh gosh, he's, he's like us. Right. Down to earth. I mean, no ego. Being directed by him was, right. was next level because, I mean, he would let the, his actors do what they believed was right, right and just walk over and say, one time he walked up to me and just goes, you know, you look like Veronica Lake in this scene. And I was like, and me being used to like getting directed, I was like, so is that, is that, is that okay? good? You want to, and he's like, 
It's great. Just wanted you to know. And he walks away, right? Whoa. So in the scene in the film when Frankie and I have our big breakup scene, right? we do the scene once and I'm walking up the stairs and Frankie's following me and, you know, I'm, I'm heated and I'm drunk. Right. And we do it once and then he's like, all right, now I want you to really give it to him. And I'm like, okay. So I get myself ready. Right. And I start and I do the lines and I go, you show up for a couple of days and you think that makes you a father. And Wah! And all of a sudden, I just start screaming because I forget all my lines. I mean, poof, out of my head, gone. A few seconds later, I pick it back up, finish the scene. They yell cut, and Clint goes, now that was it. And I go, Clint, I forgot all my lines. Right. He goes, I don't care. It was real, and it was raw, and that's good. <laughs> when I was filming with Meryl, and in my head, I'm like, he's talking to me about Meryl Streep. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. He goes, she used to do a million takes of her scenes until they were perfect, until I showed her a rehearsal take, and she saw how real and organic it was. She never did a million takes again. And that was a day for me that it was a light bulb went off in my head that reminded me, oh, imperfection is beautiful yes. imperfection is real and if you're anything like me i lived so much of my life as a performer being a perfectionist right beating myself up if it wasn't perfect going back doing it again and all of a sudden i i had this whole new perspective where i go oh my goodness renee imperfection human beings by nature are imperfect so when we lean into that imperfection that's what connects us with others the most right. and going back to what you're saying being a director who can recognize when sometimes you're wrong and their idea is better that's beautiful that's what allows you to right. be a great director and to have actors right. who want to work with you exactly yeah. and people don't realize that was, i'm so glad you brought that up because as actors especially in the film business, they think, oh, I, I, I stuttered on that line, or I did this. It means nothing. 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 Mean, in fact, that's because that's how you talk in real life. Yes. That's, yes. We go off on tangents sometimes. We forget we're going to say it. We have to clear our throat. Right. In the scene that I did, when you're pissed off, you're you better believe I forget off. what I'm saying sometimes. Exactly. With like... When we did the... When, I did a movie with Woody Allen, and when we... And he would shoot... Everybody, and you had to know your lines because it was like shooting a play. Yep. And we would say, and we would say, I would go, no, I, I stepped on, no, no, step on the line, step on each other's line. That's how people talk. Yes. They step on each other's lines. Yeah. And it was just like, oh man, he don't like perfection, this guy. No. And he, that's why it looks almost documentaryist. It was so real. Yes, but, real. Wow, Renee, it's been, uh, I don't know where this hour went. But I know. Th this, this has is... been such a gift. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I can't wait. For, I, I, you have to see this woman. Uh, again, say say how they can get in touch with yeah, one more time. Yeah, find me on my website, ReneeMarino.com. M-A-R-I-N-O. You want to learn how to communicate? You want to learn You want to learn about the business? You call R Renee Marino. <laughs> Marino, my God. Italian. I love you, Chaz. I love you I too, love God. You. God bless. God bless. All right. See you next week, folks. And cut.